Welcome back to New Rockstars. This is The Big Question, the show that gives you too much information about how the answer to every conspiracy theory is apparently Loki. From D.B. Cooper to MK Ultra Arcade Games, everything weird about the world is the doing of this frost giant bastard. I am Eric Voss. With me today is Tommy Bechtold. Hey, buddy. Eric, good to see you. I'm so glad to be back, and I'm glad that we finally have definitive proof that my Thurman Thomas auto that disappeared from my basement when I went off to college was not taken by my sister and sold on eBay. It was simply taken by the god of mischief and used for what I can only assume was an intergalactic prank. So, my sister, you are forgiven. Loki, you are on my shit list now. <laughs> yes, and uh, the Sinbad Genie movie I saw in the 90s was actually starring Loki. Yes. I think we're getting to <laughs> the bottom of all this. Yes, perfect. Great. <laughs> well, let's jump into it. Uh, Loki is coming to Disney Plus in a mere few months. And um, between you and me, Tommy, by far, Loki is the uh, 2021 Marvel title I am most excited for. And ever since its amazing trailer last month, we are left wondering all kinds of questions questions but uh high at the top of that list is this big question that tommy you're gonna answer for us this week what real world historical mysteries will loki be the cause of both ones we know about and what other ones in this trailer are hiding in plain sight wonderful question and i feel like i feel mischievous discussing them with you maybe i am possessed by loki let's talk about what we have confirmed in the footage d b Cooper, baby, in the trailer. Loki wearing a sharp suit and sunglasses, looking like a prototype for Don Draper. Neatly combed hair Mm -hmm. and maybe a little bit of alcoholism. We don't know. And he hijacks the Northwest Orient Boeing 727 and jumps out with a briefcase full of cash, which is the second best thing to stuff into a briefcase. The first... Cocaine. Uh, we cut, we, we can Pizza? Cut oh, cocaine. <laughs> we can cut that out if you want. I don't care. Let's talk Never. about the actual D.B. Cooper mystery slash conspiracy. Dan Cooper, which was changed to D.B. Cooper through, I think, just kind of a mistake in, in the telephone game. People reporting it. The name on the manifest was actually Dan Cooper. It's the pseudonym of an unidentified man who hijacked a Boeing 727 in the United States airspace between Portland and Seattle. So probably pretty rainy and good coffee. On the the afternoon of November 24th, 1971, the man purchased his airline ticket using the alias Dan Cooper, but because of news miscommunication, as I said, uh, he became known in popular lore as D.B. Cooper. It's estimated he extorted $200,000 in ransom, which would be about 1.26 mil today in 2021, and then he parachuted to an uncertain fate, like an army man that I threw off the Bay Bridge, he is somewhere in Lake Ontario. He's not. He's somewhere in a Pacific Lake. Despite an extensive manhunt and protracted FBI investigation, the perpetrator has never been located or identified. It remains the only unsolved case of air piracy in commercial aviation history, baby. I'm so excited that Loki is uh, linking to D.B. Cooper. Yes. We were so caught off guard when we saw that in the trailer, and it it's mind-blowing, honestly. I remember watching Mad Men, and everyone thought the final twist of the final season of Mad Men was that Don Draper was going to be D.B. Cooper because they yes. kind of the timelines kind of linked up a little yeah, bit. Yeah, uh, yeah. And that some people, you know, D.B. Cooper was like kind of described as a handsome gentleman with a, a nice mm-hmm. suit, you know. But instead, we got the Coke commercial. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, D.B. Cooper is just such a fascinating piece of uh, American mythology because, like. Before 9-11, airplane hijacking was a bit sexier. And, yes. uh, and 
people love this idea of a guy who could hijack an airplane and, you know, they never found his body. He's probably dead, you know, uh, but like that he could kind of get away with it yeah. and he could parachute out. It's just so crazy and fictitious, but it happened. Beyond belief, as they say on the old Jonathan Frake show. Have you ever had the desire to write your initials in wet cement? No. It is like, truly, it seems like, how could this be? How like We're so good at finding lost stuff. How could this, how could this man have just vanished? Why do we think Loki is uh, taking the place of D.B. Cooper? Are they saying that Loki was always D.B. Cooper? Or is he like quantum leaping? Well, no one knows who D.B. Cooper is, right? It's a pseudonym. So I think maybe the explanation would be that Loki simply used the pseudonym D.B. Cooper to get the cash that he needed for something as means, or maybe he was bored. I think that the name D.B. Cooper is simply just another weapon in the Loki utility belt is my guess. Yeah, it's so weird. I mean, he left some of that cash behind when he got bifrosted out of there. My theory is that like Loki history is set in stone. But Loki is going back to these things and like quantum leaping into them just to like run amok. You know, his goal is to burn down the timeline. So he's going to these like lapses in the timeline to just try to further screw with stuff and and meddle with things and make it even worse. What's another one? This one is a bit harder to spot. This Polybius game that shows Yes, Polybius in President Loki's trashy hangout. Amongst the hoarded (laughs) odds and ends is a Polybius arcade game. Let's talk about the history of the Polybius game. Uh, This is kind of an urban legend of an unheard of new arcade game just randomly appearing in several suburbs of Portland, Oregon. All right, what's going on with Portland here? Are you picking up a, a connection? Portland, Oregon. There is a weird Pacific Northwest connection here. Yeah, Northwest Connection, which is uh, the second best rap group next to West Side Connection. They uh, they did it best, (laughs) but Northwest Connection had some really great raps about lumber. Uh, Okay, so anyway, (laughs) so this all happened in 1981. It was something of a a, a rarity that people talked about at the time. The game is described as... uh, is being so popular that people instantly got addicted to it uh, with lines forming around the machines, often resulting in physical fights over who would play next. Uh, The legend also describes the machines were visited by men in black who collected unknown data from the machines, allegedly testing responses to the game's psychoactive effects. So players actually suffered a series of unpleasant side effects, including amnesia, insomnia, night terrors, and uh, hallucinations. So not exactly turtles in time. Approximately (laughs) one month after its supposed release in 1981, Polybius is said to have disappeared without a trace. The company named in most accounts of the game is Sinashloshin. The word is described by writer Brian Dunning as not quite idiomatic German, meaning sense delete or sensory deprivation. The thing is, is like the game didn't exist or did it like this is this is what I consider to be a fun conspiracy theory. Yes, because like. Whether or not this game existed, I want to live in a world where this game did exist. Yeah, and it's an interesting, like, the concept of urban legends. It's almost a community thing where, like, one community yeah. bands together to swear something is true. You know, Loch Ness right, Monster, right. things like that, where it's like, okay, so 
these people in Portland probably, even if it wasn't real, they'll never admit it. You know, like this is their urban legend that they perpetuate. So yeah. it's like the the whole fun of a nice urban legend that it has like a has a location is that those people will swear by its accuracy. They'll swear that it actually happened. You know, UFO sightings, yeah. things like that. Sounds like a bunch of mumbo jumbo trash to me. And this is uh, it's similar enough to things that have happened, like you know, MK Ultra. You know that happened. Yes. Uh, the government <laughs> trying to spy on us yep. has been true. Well, that was uh, later popularized with, you know, after the Patriot Act went out and with Edward Snowden's release, yep. whistleblowing. Um, but like, it's true enough. Yes, close <laughs> enough. It's true enough. It's kind of like a condensation of other real uh, verified conspiracy theories yes. that, uh, you know, I kind of want to live in this world. <laughs> yeah. Or I don't know if I want the government to be spying on us, but like, if it's just through an arcade game and they're just like testing to see and it doesn't I, really screw up our life in other ways, ah, that's harmless. Yeah, I'll allow some light data collecting on me as long as I get really <laughs> yeah. cool technology. As long as I can yes. like control my TV and appliances with basically glorified power gloves, they can spy on me a little bit through my video games. By conceding that on camera in this video, you have given them permission, just like posting on Facebook. It's like the opposite of that. Like if you say yes. you're, uh, oh god, you know, basically <laughs> they're my photos are swatted. my privacy. <laughs> Facebook does not own my photos <laughs> or my posts. My brilliance that has been written <laughs> in Facebook statuses is mine and mine alone. <laughs> you and I know some fun uh, brilliance that's been written in Facebook statuses. Oh, good lord! Yeah. Oh, we my could go god. on, you but can... it's so inside, inside, inside yes, the baseball yes. that even most friends of ours wouldn't know what we were talking about. <laughs> yes, and I'll say this, Zuckerberg. If you're listening, you can have my posts, you jackass. All right, moving on. <laughs> yeah. There was another one that I found after the fact, or I found this like Roman numerals uh, translated to 79. Yes. And then later on the fact that uh, people are like, you realize that's when Pompeii was destroyed, right? And I was Pompeii. like, holy shit. So tell us about this one. Pompeii, vacation goals. Yes, uh, Pompeii <laughs> was a uh, Roman city that was destroyed by the eruption of Mount Vesuvius in 79 AD. It's the location of the first discovered Seder Square. In a brief shot, Loki dances with a woman in ancient robes, and on the wall besides them are the Roman numerals LXXIX, or 79. In 79 AD, as you said it before, Eric, the ancient city, Roman city, Pompeii, was destroyed, as I said, leaving behind many mysterious ruins, including the Seder Square, which inspired Chris for Nolan's Tenet, which inspired me to watch that movie with my mom, which inspired me to spend six hours of my life trying to explain that movie that I didn't understand to my mom, <laughs> who didn't understand even more. Yikes. We waited for that. People yeah. risked their lives for that. What was that movie about? Why, why was it worse than a Rubik's Cube? I would have rather tried to solve a Rubik's Cube for two hours and 40 minutes than try and figure out whether or not Robert Pattinson was that lady's son from the future, which is what I thought it would have tied it up in a Robert Zemeckis bow for me, but instead, no, he's just some guy. Well, I think he is his son. I mean, we did a whole video about this, and Tommy, I, I spent like a couple days working on that with yeah. uh, our editor, John, trying to piece together what that would look like. Yeah. Uh, I didn't watch it for a couple months, and then I was like, wait, what happened in Tenet? And I had to watch my own video <laughs> to try to remember what happened in that movie, and I was confused by the video that I wrote. Yes. Well, <laughs> I Eric, don't remember. Let, let me tell you. And, th and this is this is a testament to our friendship. The first thing I thought as I f concluded the movie yesterday was, 
I need to watch Eric's videos on this because it's the only way I'm going to understand what I just watched. <laughs> and then I can repeat to my mother. So I will watch your content and I will explain <laughs> to my mom in a one hour lecture what the hell we watched. And then we will forget it ever happened and just stick to Interstellar where they spoon feed us the McConaughey. Mm, a bite, a bite, a bite. <laughs> yeah, um, I would love if uh, Loki just with one episode is able to make more sense of the Seder Square than yes. Tenet did. Like, how insane would that be? Crazy parallel thinking for Loki, a show that was being developed during 2018-2019 uh, mm -hmm. to deal with, like, a Pompeii and a Seder Square, when yeah. obviously they would have no idea what Tenet was going to be about, that, you know, they Tenet kept its plot tightly under wraps until it came yes. out. So I really, really hope that Loki makes some sense out of that whole mystery. But was there anything else that was on camera or something that we've seen in footage that might be a clue to what Loki's going to revisit? Eric, I believe you you gave your best, uh, you served your best Sherlock Holmes with a little sleuthing to conclude we may have some Zodiac connections, correct? Yeah, you know what? There might be some Zodiac in Loki. Yeah, let's talk about it. In Kevin Feige's initial pitch of the Loki series in 2019, the concept art showed Loki in an urban 70s setting with a Jaws movie title on a theater marquee. Jaws released in the summer of 1975, about a year after the final confirmed Zodiac letter was sent. Now let's do a little history. Right on the Zodiac Killer. The Zodiac Killer is Ted Cruz. <laughs> no. <laughs> yep, history done. Yeah, that's it. No, the Zodiac Killer is the pseudonym of an American serial killer who operated in Northern California, just south of Oregon, ironically, at least in the late 1960s into the early 1970s. The unidentified killer originated uh, the name in a series of taunting letters and cards sent to the San Francisco Bay Area Press these letters included four cryptograms or ciphers. So we've got a lot of like puzzles and clues and things like that so far showing up in this, which, uh, you know, Loki's an intellectual, so I'm not I'm not surprised to see that. Yeah, the only reason why I'd be um, hesitant to see if the Zodiac Killer will show up in Loki is that it's so freaking dark. Yes. You know, people were murdered, yes. people lost yeah. their lives. Real life murders, uh, yeah. So like, yeah, some of the best conspiracy theories and mysteries in, in history are ones about like, People, innocent people getting slaughtered. Mm. I don't know if Loki's going to like make some jokey sci-fi Douglas yeah. Adams tomfoolery out of yeah. that. You that's know? a little. That's a little too glib. That's. That, I think you save that for the Hunters on Amazon. <laughs> so, yeah. Or one of those other like really super. I mean, I know these are comic booky movies, but like, I feel like like a Tarantino might take on the Zodiac Killer with like a with a more wry take a look right. at it. Now, as we move on to like some of the other maybe possibilities, things that we don't have evidence for. From Loki yet, but things yeah. that like based off of D.B. Cooper and Polybius, they might uh, address uh, just to kind of like cross these off the list. We probably won't see any mysteries over the JFK assassination uh, or Jack the Ripper, just because do you really think you're going to see Loki on the grassy knoll as, mm. you know, uh, no. Jackie O is sobbing and covered in her husband's blood? No. no. You're not going to see that on Disney Plus, folks. Nothing bad ever happens to the Kennedys! What? And Jack the Ripper, even though it's been kind of this mythologized thing, if you look at the history of Jack the Ripper, women were being horribly yeah. massacred around yeah. London, and he wrote these creepy-ass letters Scotland Yard, it's, yeah, it's uh, not a fun thing to revisit. You know, a, cons a conspiracy theory about Jack the Ripper, I just simply have to add in to stay on brand, is that he's buried in Rochester, New York. Whoa. One of the alleged 
uh, leads on who Jack the Ripper is is a guy from England who came over to America and moved to Rochester. Uh, Flower City, everybody, rise up, 585. We got Jackie Ribs. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of people think Jack the Ripper, that's why he's never caught, is he fled to America. And, you know, this was the turn of the century Victorian era. They didn't keep track of everyone right. who, who made it out. He hates to leave America. I should hate to go there. That could be where he ended up. Yep. We don't know. But what are some other possible conspiracy theories? Yeah, we've got Bigfoot, Loch Ness Monster. Is Loki just dressed up in a, a big furry costume? I mean, walking that weird way and the he's only, on that film? The only way I could see that is if it's a montage, if they bang this out montage style. Sounds like a franchise. He is the originator of urban legends and and conspiracies in America. He is every conspiracy theory. Like, he's just simply responsible for all of it. So you get Amelia Earhart, you get Jimmy Hoffa, you know, like, he's just doing all of those unsolved disappearances and and whatever. Yeah, Amelia Earhart is an interesting one to consider because she just kind of went missing. Her plane never made it back, and we think maybe it it went down somewhere in the Pacific. But, like, yeah, is uh, is Sofia DiMartino's character, like, a version of Amelia Earhart who was just displaced from his History and sure. now that's who she is because yeah. she is she was kind of like a hero you know we have museums and statues in her honor you don't want to do anything that would like tarnish her legacy i'm not one to shy away from danger what about the uh roanoke lost colony i Ooh. think there was just some information that came out about roanoke right that they were able to do some research and find where those settlers went oh no I, i'm not caught up on roanoke eric do we have do we have a bre- late breaking news on roanoke as of this year in November 2020, the archaeologists just came up with some details about Roanoke, how, you know, there's a whole mystery of Croatoan was uh, carved in the tree. Uh, but they were able to find other things based off of uh, maps and pottery shards and other archaeological dig sites that link it to the Roanoke colony. So it really just sounds like the settlers just moved on to another area mm. uh, and and built a, a new colony there. They wanted something with a better view. We should take Roanoke Colony and push it somewhere else. Maybe Loki could tie into that whole thing. Because I think a lot of these will just be kind of like one-off jokes. I think so too. Will there be an entire episode about each of these things? Maybe not. However, uh, I think there are some conspiracy theories about extraterrestrials there or things from outer space. There's a whole thing about the big wow signal. You know, where it was kind of like what contact ended up being based on. It was like they heard this crazy signal from outer space and it happened only once and never again. Yeah. Maybe that could be like uh, Loki's some kind of battle in Earth's orbit and it just disappears. Oh, yeah. I think the most likely one, Tommy, might be that uh, crazy Solway Firth spaceman photo. Remember that one where a guy took a picture, a firefighter took a picture of his daughter and there's this crazy looking like spaceman standing behind her and he's like, yeah, there was no guy there. And a lot of people are trying to debunk it saying that like, no, the guy's just full of shit. That it was his (laughs) wife who's just turned a certain way. I would love if like Loki had to wear some hazmat suit and then he just happened to show up in this guy's photo (laughs) and then uh, space stoned out of there right afterwards. Oh my God, that's really funny. That would be awesome. Let us know in the comments below what other real world mysteries and conspiracy theories you want to see the Loki series tie into. I think this is a fascinating opportunity 
to have Loki quantum leap throughout history and answer some of these uh, long-running mysteries that we've never had answers to. Uh, the answer is Loki. Bastard! Let's move on to some people who helped us make this episode. Woo! Yeah! <laughs> let's talk about it! Let's talk about something near and dear to my heart. Honey! Oh my honey! Oh my darling! These days, online shopping is about the only shopping we do. Not me. I go to the digital underground where I buy dark shit on the dark web. Just kidding, honey. We'll start that over. These days, online shopping is about the only shopping we do. That's where today sponsor honey comes in it's the free browser extension that scours the internet for promo codes and automatically tests them when you're checking out no thanks honey my shopping is a secret just kidding i love bargains honey is basically your online shopping best friend as opposed to my real best friend zach hall who only takes from me money my wife my cars my kids on easter <laughs> Suck it, Zach. Anyway, get Honey on your computer for free in two easy <laughs> clicks. Then when you're checking out on one of its over 30,000 supported sites, Honey just pops up and all you have to do is click apply coupons. It's like a savings leprechaun. It pops up when you most need it. And if you catch it, it owes you a wish. <laughs> Wait a few seconds as Honey searches for the coupons for that site. If Honey finds working codes, it'll apply the best one to your cart. Off-screen producer Zach, not Zach Hall, Zach Huddleston, the good Zach, used Honey recently to save five bucks on some flowers he was buying online for his mom. Be like Zach and save money on some marigolds for mama. Unless your mom is allergic to flowers like mine is, then use Honey to get her allergy medicine. Honey has found it's over 17 million members, over $2 billion in savings. That's billion with a B, baby. Honey supports all oh. kinds of retailers from tech and gaming sites to fashion brands and even food delivery. Maybe you could save on Honey by using Honey. I don't know. Would the world collapse on itself? Was that what Tenet was about? It's simple. <laughs> if you have a computer, Honey should be on it. Not real Honey. That would break the computer. Honey, the browser extension. It's free and it works with whatever browser you use. You can get Honey for free today at joinhoney.com slash big question. That's joinhoney.com slash big question. So they know we sent you. Tell them Large Marge sent you. Thanks, honey, for supporting today's episode. <laughs> Did you know Large Marge was 37 when she died, according to her birth and death date in Pee-wee's Big Adventure? Oh, that's sad that they decided to make that her history. <laughs> yeah, she's 37. She looked 80. Anyway, let's talk about Gabby. We're all looking for ways to save money, right? Yes. Yes. Gabby customers save an extra $961. Yes. yes. $961 a year per year on average on car and home insurance. Do they have bear insurance? Because I'm getting attacked in the woods daily by these grizzlies. Gabby takes the pain out of shopping for insurance by giving you an apples to apples comparison of your current coverage with 40 of the top insurance providers like Progressive, Nationwide, and Traveler's Insurance. You down with PNT? Yeah, you know me. That's Progressive, Nationwide, and Traveler's. The big three as I call them. Link your current insurance account and in just minutes you'll be able to see quotes from that exact exact same coverage you currently have. That's what I did. Gabby was incredibly fast and easy to use. I'd been with my old insurance company for over five years and Gabby helped me realize I was overpaying. I don't even own a car. Legally, I can't drive. And yet, I was giving my money away every month. I logged in with my current insurance provider. It showed me over a dozen quotes and I was able to save a bunch of money. 
Not bad. I like that. Still can't drive a car, but maybe I'll get a tank and take my vengeance out on people. <laughs> With $961 per year on average, that Gabby customer save, you could buy a full wardrobe of new Rockstars merch, burrito bowls for days, and a new fullback tattoo of Babu Frick. Babi! <laughs> and they'll never sell your info. So no, that's not even something Babu Frick said. That wasn't. That wasn't even. <laughs> yeah, what wasn't, is going on? I don't know what that was. That was. I just made up a noise. Bye. Ah, right. So, the, <laughs> uh, come on. We got to bring this home. Buddy. Buddy Frick is Babu's brother. Uh, he's got a problem. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Where was I? They'll let you know so you can relax knowing you have the best rate out there and they'll never sell your info. So, no annoying spam or robocalls from them. But you still can have five fabulous nights in Vegas if you sign up at TommyTrips.com. So, don't skimp on that. What? That's my robocalling service. So you're probably overpaying on car and home insurance. See how much Gabby can save you. It's totally free to check, and there's no obligation. Go to Gabby.com slash big question. That's G-A-B-I dot com slash big question. Gabby.com slash big question, baby. All right, so now we are going to move on to some bite-sized questions that I'm going to answer. So what do we got this week, Tommy? All right, we've got a little bit of a connection. Montoya23 on Twitter via Justin R. Brown on Facebook asked, In Civil War, who texted Cap to tell him Peggy Carter had died? Mm, You know what? This is an interesting question. I kind of wondered this. I just kind of assumed it was one person, but, you know... So just to remind people, in Civil War, Cap was notified that uh, Peggy Carter had died while he was with Sam and Natasha and other people in uh, the Avengers compound. So it could not have been one of them. Uh, And it probably would not have been Bucky because, you know, Bucky was on the run in that movie. Cap hadn't caught up with him yet. Parkour, parkour! Parkour, parkour! If you look at the phone number on that phone, it is 44020-794600. 0722. And, you know, we should start off by saying Cap did not save that number in his phone under any specific contact name. So, Tommy, either Cap doesn't know how to work phones that good, which mm-hmm. is very possible because very the guy possible, is yes. still figuring out what Star Wars is. I'll put it on the list. <laughs> or, or it's just a contact that he didn't think it necessary to list contact information for. Now, when you just put in that number in Google, a lot of Marvel fan sites will just credit it to Sharon Carter. They assume Sharon Carter was the one who texted him because Cap knew Sharon Carter from Winter Soldier. But if you remember in that scene in Civil War, Cap was genuinely surprised to see Sharon Carter step up to the pulpit to deliver the eulogy. He must have not known that Sharon and Peggy were related. Had he kept Sharon as a kind of Peggy-related contact in his phone, he would have known that they were related. So by that logic, that number was probably not Sharon Carter. But, you know, back in Winter Soldier, Cap was meeting with old Peggy in her hospital bed uh, in her home. So he probably was in touch with whatever S.H.I.E.L.D. contacts or caretakers were looking after Peggy. So maybe the person who texted him was just one of those caretakers. That text was brisk as f- She's mm. gone, period. In her sleep, period. Jesus. Jesus, show some bedside manner. Yeah. This is her longtime friend. She's gone in her sleep. It's kind of like when uh, Kingsley and Harry Potter crashed the Weasley <laughs> Delacour wedding with the yes. scariest... Voicemail of all time. The ministry has fallen. 
minister of magic is dead. By the way, congratulations on your wedding. I brought you a toaster, but it'll show up later. <laughs> After everyone's dead. I'm going to say, based off of the fact that it's all business of the text, might have just come from Nick Fury or Ooh. Maria Hill. That sounds like a text they would have sent, right? Though, another but, ear Tommy, wouldn't you say their phone numbers would have shown up as encrypted on uh, Cap's phone? Oh. It's Maria Hill and, and Nick Fury we're talking about. So, here's an answer that the true fans want. Was this mystery texter old Cap? Oh. Well, it depends on how Marvel chooses to interpret the timeline logic of Old Cap and Adventures Endgame. Now, the directors, of course, say Old Cap lived his life in an alternate branch history, but the screenwriters, for whatever reason, still insist that Old Cap was just in the background of the main MCU history the whole time. <gasps> So if the screenwriters are right, I guess Old Cap could have been present at Peggy Carter's funeral, but he's not a pallbearer, as has been theorized. That is a different guy. If you look at the set photos, it's just some random dude. Uh, but theoretically, Steve could have had a friendship with his with this just random old man who looked a lot like him, who he later <laughs> finds out is a future version of himself. And that old man saying, uh, by the way, our wife is dead. She is gone in her sleep. That might be why Cap never moves on after the snap. He's like, look, I had this old friend, uh, and he, based off of this, I know some time travel BS is in my destiny. Oh, you gotta be shitting me. So that in Endgame, when Scott Lang shows up babbling about time travel, Steve's like, aha, yep, this is it. This is how I'm going to turn into my old self. And this is proof that I will never, ever, ever learn proper cell phone etiquette. I love going down that rabbit hole, but... You know, that directly contradicts the movie's own branch timeline, time travel rules. Mm. So to answer your question, fellas, that mystery texter was probably Nick Fury or Maria Hill or uh, one of those caretakers or shield contacts who's looking after Peggy Carter. But was not was not Sharon Carter. Cold blooded. Cold blooded. All right. Hit me with that next one, baby. All right. Civilian via the Discord asks... Where did General Grievous's many lightsabers come from? Ah, now this is a difficult one to answer. Uh, General Grievous from Revenge of the Sith, the uh, separatist general. Uh, he prided himself in Jedi hunting and saber collecting during the Clone Wars. Uh, we see him lift his cloak. He's got about four of them there, and we know he has four from when he fights Obi-Wan. Uh, he has way more in his collection, though. <laughs> This guy's got, like, a whole box of these things. Jangly ones. It's a whole shoebox full of dangly ones. All right, I think he said dangly, not jangly. I'm an idiot. <laughs> the reason this is hard to answer is because a lot of the stories that hint at the way Grievous got those sabers are not really considered canon. You know, kind of like that 2003 animated Clone Wars uh, deleted scenes are only debatably canon. Like, for example, it was previously thought that he got his first lightsaber from Jedi Master Sifo Dyas. You remember him? He's the one who broke away from the Jedi and um, uh, started the whole clone army with the Kaminoans. And there is a whole backstory involving him and Dooku and, um, and Grievous. But this idea of Grievous getting his first lightsaber from Sifo Dyas was later retconned in the Clone Wars series. Sifo Dyas's lightsaber was uh, found elsewhere. Now, we can say that Grievous got one of his blue sabers from the Jedi Pablo Jill from uh, Floating Debris after an intense duel left that Jedi wounded. And then uh, it was all during a very intense duel on a collapsing satellite over Duro. 
uh, Grievous got one of his green sabers from Eith Koth, who was captured by Grievous on Silokami's system during the Clone Wars, but was able to get away. Not with the saber, though. Uh, Grievous got another green one from uh, Roran Karab when he uh, stormed the capital on Coruscant to capture Chancellor Palpatine during the Battle of Coruscant. Now, some people say Grievous might have gotten another blue one from the Jedi Master Shakti. That Ooh. was the Jedi who was sent to try to rescue Chancellor, kind of his last line of defense, but she was killed. However, Tommy, that was in a Revenge of the Sith deleted scene. Ah. Now, Obi-Wan and Anakin did talk about Shakti trying to go rescue the Chancellor in the Clone Wars Season 7, a scene that was canon. What about the Chancellor? Shakti has been sent to protect him, but Master Windu has lost contact with her. It's just hard to know if Grievous killing her and getting her lightsaber is canon. Uh, So I don't know if it really counts either way. Now, there was another saber that Grievous got from Master Kukruk. During the Battle of Hypori, though, that was also in the 2003 Clone Wars, which is not considered canon. And it was believed that uh, Grievous got ones from Full Mudama, Roth del Masona, and Bank Ultria. Grievous briefly held Nadar Veb's lightsaber until it was recovered by Kit Fisto. Uh, and some people say he held the lightsaber of Darth Xana, uh, Sith Lord from the time of Bane. Jury is still out on which of these stories will be real. Some people are hoping that Bane will show up in the Acolyte. Uh, and we might get some pieces of that history. But I think overall, don't get too precious over these four lightsabers being like, what is the story behind these? Just know that this guy's got a whole freaking room of these things. And he's like the crazy, scary Vietnam vets who carry uh, necklaces of severed ears. Do you have any idea what it's like out there? Do you? Is that offensive, Tommy? Do we have to cut that? I don't think so. I think it's uh, terrifying. (laughs) Well, there is your answer. That is how, uh, just know that he's killed and captured a lot of Jedi. Not every lightsaber is one that he got from a Jedi he killed. He's just disarmed a lot of people. He's a very freaky boy. With a bad cough and we barely got to know him in Revenge of the Sith. God bless Clone Wars for showing us more of General Grievous. That guy is pretty cool. Uh, And he doesn't care where he gets his lightsabers, he doesn't get his diamond certification. Is this a blood saber? No. Thank you. Yes, please. He's He's got to collect them all. Got to catch them all. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Uh, we have time, Tommy, for one more box scraps yes. question uh, that we're going to answer. This one comes from Actually Sauceless, our friend on Discord, who asks, Ooh. if you were to believe in one conspiracy... What would it be? Just one? Ooh, Can't we have just, them all? Yeah, just one. I uh, try not to be uh, into conspiracy theories. I try and laugh at them and try and, you know, dismiss them. But in reality, in my heart of hearts, I think if any conspiracy theories are to be proven true, any famous ones, it's going to be something so ridiculous. So that's why I think it is the old Paul McCartney Got in a awful car wreck on a rainy night in Liverpool way back when in the 60s and died in a car accident and was replaced by an American double who had similar facial features but then was operated on uh, to look exactly like Paul McCartney and then learned to sing 
but was never as good. There's a whole documentary on Netflix, which is absolutely insane and proof that anything can go on Netflix that proposes that one of the big reasons that all of the Beatles actually hated the new Paul McCartney because one, he took the place of their friend, but also that he was such a terrible musician that they had to work extra hard to make the music sound authentically Beatles. And in that documentary, they also propose that there was a girl in the car accident who got injured, who also had radical uh, plastic surgery, and then became Heather Mills, who would go on to marry and royally screw over Paul McCartney. Now, that would make Heather Mills, who was like 30 years younger than Paul McCartney, actually the same age as him. So I'm not quite sure how that documentary felt like adding that detail in was going to make it more plausible. But I like that they took a big swing. So for me, you play the record backwards, it says Paul is dead. You play my head backwards, it says Paul is dead as well. What about you, Eric? What's a, what's a, uh, <laughs> what's a conspiracy theory you think might be real? I love all the different like uh, rock band and pop band uh, conspiracy theories. The, the Paul is dead one's fun. I just learned about the the Larry, uh, the Harry Styles, Louis One Direction uh, relationship. Yes. Because I think yes. it's so pure, even though all conspiracy theories lead to people uh, harassing random people on Twitter. And it yeah. sucks. Uh, I love that one where it was uh, Roller Coaster of Love. It has a screaming in the background, and it's from a woman who they use for the cover, cover whose legs got uh, uh, adhesively stuck to uh, a bunch of honey they had, and then that her skin was being ripped off as they yeah. tried to remove her. Yes, yeah. I love that one. Pop culture conspiracy theories are harmless ones yes. for the most part, yeah. unless they're real and then right. they're awful. Right. But my favorite conspiracy theory, if I had one to choose to be true, fake Melania. Oh, yeah. I can't get enough of it. It's oh. so funny to me. It's so great. That, like... Because it's bizarre, yes. but man, I have seen a couple of these side-by-side uh, -side pictures and being like, this is not the same person. Yeah. <laughs> and just being like, oh, what is that? She's like six inches shorter. Yeah. I mean, look, Tommy, there are plenty of side-by-side -side pictures of me uh, taken like days apart where I look like in one and uh, the other. <laughs> and it's just, it's me. You know, It's all yeah. me. But there yeah. are clones of me uh, at the end of the day. Yes. Like, I have one in my room. So this idea that there might be a fake Melania yes. is just so funny to me. It's probably not true. I just find it so joyful. But it's delicious. Theory exists. And now we can kind of laugh at it. Yeah, um, no kidding. I think. Until it's proven. I, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if I can, Eric, because according to the comments of our YouTube videos, I put uh, subliminal right wing messages in our videos. <laughs> We know he's one of us. Come to Parlor, Uncle Tommy. Come on. You know what? Follow me to the conversation on Parlor, where free speech is always encouraged. The president is a lizard. So much free speech that the app glitches and falls yes. apart. <laughs> but it's free. Well, that is it for this controversial episode of The Big Question. Thank you, Tommy, for joining you, me this episode. What a pleasure. Uh, you can follow Tommy at Tommy Bechtel. Follow me at EA Voss. Follow new rock stars. Send us your big questions using the hashtag big question. Uh, subscribe to the podcast feed. And if you don't mind, give us a nice rating review there. And subscribe to new rock stars here on YouTube. Hit that notification bell. See you next week. I can't wait uh, for Loki to prove us wrong on most of what we said this episode. <laughs> oh, yes. Yes. <laughs>